0: The official card game of St. Sebastian Parish is Bridge. The very first bridge uh, game that took place to benefit the parish happened in 1928. It was the first fundraiser for the parish. It took place in the old Knights of Columbus Hall, which is now the UAW building, I believe, up by Akron Family Restaurant. And it was a night of dinner and then playing bridge. There are, until this very day, bridge flights connected with Saint Sebastian. People get together on a regular basis to play bridge. Now, the priests and I, when we play cards, usually on Wednesday nights, because it's my day away, we meet over and we play back alley bridge, which I'm sure none of these bridge players would approve of, but we also play bridge. And they still raise funds for the parish, This past year, they raised $500, and they said, what would be a good gift for the parish? What can we do for the parish with this $500? And as it turns out, there's a new order of nuns in our diocese at Christ the Bridegroom Monastery in Burton, Ohio. If you ever want to go up there, they have a nice shrine. Uh, It's interesting to go look at them. Maybe you saw some of them, those of you who might have been at Theology on Tap last month. We have another one coming up this Wednesday, but they were at the last Theology on Tap, a couple of them anyway. You couldn't miss them. They're young, happy women in these full black habits. Hard to miss. Now, they're not Roman Catholics. They are Byzantine Catholics, which means they're still Catholic, they're still under the Pope, but their rites look a little bit different, and in, in their churches, instead of statues like we have in the West, or in the Roman Catholic Church, they're more focused on icons. And one of the things that they do to raise money for their convent as they paint icons, at least Sister Ileana does. So I suggested to the Bridge Flight Group that we commission an icon of St. Sebastian for the 90th anniversary of the parish, which is coming up in 2018. And they jumped on it, thought it would be a wonderful idea. And now it's done, and I need to drive up to Burton to pick it up, and I can't wait to share it with you. It's, it's really quite stunning, and it was made by a local nun, right? One of a kind. You're not going to see this anywhere else. It's pretty cool. Now, some people have asked, and it's a good thing to ask, why all the art? Why do we have paintings commissioned? Why have we had music commissioned? Why do we have concerts? Why did we start the Academy of Culture and Arts at St. Sebastian? The reason is, do you know who is concerned about art? Everybody else. Everyone. If you watch the Indians and Cubs game, the design of their uniforms, that's art. The graphic down in the corner of the TV set that told you the, what the score was, that kept changing around and all those beautiful things that it does, that's art. The way it was broadcast, the shots that they used, that's art. Political campaigns use art to sway you with their graphics and their music and how you're going to vote. They take pictures of their own candidate that makes them look really wonderful and they use pictures of their opposition to make them look as awful as they can. The design of your car is art. Pictures and movies of the way we remember historic history is art. Commercials, jingles, pop music, movie themes, propaganda campaigns, and the very clothes that you wore today to mask is all art. If you control the picture and the sound, you influence people and our culture and the direction of our nation. I was listening to a political thing, uh, 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 YouTube, that was sent to me this past weekend. It was a bunch of comedians who got together and wrote this song and sang it about getting out and voting. And they begged you to vote for their candidate. And even though I didn't agree with their point of view, I watched it. Because it was very well done. It was very, very clever. And at about halfway through, they started using all these curse words, and a lot of them. And at first, you go, unnecessary, but I get why they're using them. And then they started using blasphemy, trying to be funny. But for me, that was the line that was crossed. And I said, even if this is well done, I can't watch this anymore, and I turned it off. Now, I wonder how many people continued to watch and listen. And I'm sure there were plenty of people who did. And accepting the phrase, Jesus, term I can't repeat from the pulpit, Christ, one more time, it's just easier to do it this next time, and easier to do it the next time, until you don't even hear it anymore, until you're not really offended anymore. That's just the way our society is becoming. And a huge part of the problem is the Catholic Church. By and large, we have stopped caring about the arts or funding the arts in general. After Vatican II, we started integrating the the trends of our general culture into the church, sometimes with magnificent results. But we forgot that what's coming in, at least an equal, if not greater portion, needs to go back out. We need to influence the culture as much as the culture influences us. And if the culture is influencing us more than we're influencing the culture, our culture becomes diluted. But we have not produ- been producing or funding art in any significant way for a long time. It does not mean that there are less artists out there. It means that they produce their art and are being trained in their arts by the people who are paying them and who are using them. So we started the academy for adults and for children to learn instruments, dance, language, painting, arts in general so that artists would be employed in the Christian atmosphere, that artists would practice their trade in a Christian atmosphere, that other artists would learn in the Christian atmosphere. And they didn't have to all produce Ave Marias or pictures of the Madonna. But they had to stay within certain, they still have to stay within certain social norms. So maybe we start in our own little corner of the world to influence back our culture in some way. And I used to think that was enough. We would slowly start turning the tide in this little part of the Catholic world in which we are. And count on others to do the same. And with 1.2 billion Catholics in the world... It seems like it should work, as everyone just did their little bit. It would take a while. It's like one of those great ocean liners. You know, Those things are huge, and it, you can't just stop them and make them turn on a dime. It takes a long time for them to change course, and I, think, and I thought that could be done. I no longer think it's enough. We need to be a little bit more bold in our influence. And no matter which way the election goes, I think we have the opportunity to put this boldness into practice. We heard today about the brothers and their mother who were ready to face death rather than eat pork by order of the king in violation of God's law for the Israelites. It seems like a silly thing, doesn't it? If you were facing death over eating pork, I think most people would go, oh, God would understand. Go ahead, eat the pork, go to confession. But then these seven brothers and their mother would not have been in Scripture. We would not have really cared too terribly much about their story. But what they did has had a profound effect for centuries down to this day. In Akron, Ohio, we are still talking about them. One wonders how things got so bad for them that they even had to worry about eating pork because of the king's order. And wonders, wonder, and one might wonder how things have gone so far today that we are concerned perhaps with similar things happening to us. What we need is exactly what we saw in Maccabees today. Individual men and women and children standing up for what they believe in no matter what. Instead of being willing to give in a little here and a little there in order to be nice, because we as Catholics can be so terribly polite, what if we reclaim a little here and a little there in our conversations, in what we choose to spend our time and resources on, how we use our power, our vote, our voices, what if we started reclaiming Catholic culture in our homes, in our neighborhoods, in our parish, in our theaters, from our news sources, in our nation, in our schools? What if we stopped pretending that there was some sort of neutral position in which we could all be? What if we realized that we have just as much of a right to bring something to the table as every other American citizen? What if we stopped being afraid?